Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. I created this show to help educate, encourage, and support those who are struggling with their mental health by sharing my stories, as well as the stories of others, in hopes to show you that you are not alone and you can do anything if you work hard and put your wondering mind to it. So let's get started. Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. With me today, I have Life Master, Miss Nikki, who is the founder of the Self-Lift Network and creator and host of the Commit to Change podcast. Miss Nikki helps those living with depression, as well as others, find balance between health, wealth, and self. Her mission on all platforms is to celebrate daily wins, provide hope, encourage others, and inspire change by teaching people how to become masters of the art of living. So if you'd like to learn more about Nikki, then keep on listening. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. This show is in no way meant to treat or diagnose any type of mental illness. I am not a mental health professional, simply just someone who has struggled and felt called to share what I've learned and am learning along my mental health journey. Thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Wondering Mind podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth, and today I have a very special guest with me, Miss Nikki. We're going to talk about how she helps people that suffer with depression as well as others find balance between health, wealth, and self. So welcome, Nikki. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Emily. It is a pleasure. I'm glad to be a guest. (laughs) Yes, I think it's so cool how we connected. I think Instagram has become such a networking tool at this point with the pandemic and not being able to, you know, actually do events. So the way that I found you was such a cool, a cool way. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad you answered (laughs) because I was like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna know who this person is just going in her, in her DMs. I popped in your DMs, girl. You did. I was (laughs) like, perfect. Cause it aligned. And like, I thought you were so cool and you're all about fitness and all the things that this podcast encompasses and stands for. I'm excited to get to know you more and talk. So yeah, let's just get into it. I already know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I know that you are the founder of the Self Lift Network. So can you explain to the listeners what that is? Okay, yes, I can. So the so I'll actually start it from like just the creation of it. It's an ongoing evolving organization. I was already showing up in the fitness world and I realized like, okay, it's more than the physical aspect of fitness. This is really like the mental fitness, spiritual fitness all all around. And I was like, how can I encompass that all together in one place? Because Miss Nikki Fitness, I felt like, okay, people won't 
get it, even though, again, it's fitness in, in there and mental fit, health fit, you know, whole shebang, but automatically the word fitness, people think the physical part. So I said, okay, how can I encompass all of that? And so the biggest thing, which also I'll talk more about it later, is with social media, it brings on this whole thing where we're always looking for external gratification. And the whole idea of I need to take a selfie. It was a play on words. And I said, no more taking selfies. Now we're going to self-lift and stop worrying about other people. But we're going to lift ourselves up and not worry about other people lifting us up. So that's where it came about, the Self-Lift Network, and really just an opportunity for me to network other people with other people with like minds, just like yourself, who believe in learning to support yourself before you start supporting others. That whole idea of putting on the oxygen mask before you, you try to put the oxygen mask on other people is that you really have to put yourself in a place of balance and strength before trying to take on other people's issues and then at the same time it's like we forget about ourselves a lot so the self-love network is is meant to be kind of like a hub where you can come you can find different tools courses classes as far as like the uh, like a zoom class if you want to do it that way or you can speak to me you can sign up for a session we can have a consultation if you're looking for a guide to take you through to the next step of your life and really just kind of organize your life because you're ready to step up into living consciously and find that balance and you need help to do it. I, I guess it would be in the sense of I'm a coach, but I don't like to say coach. It's like I said, I'm more of a guide. I'm a strategist and I teach you how to master the art of living by finding balance through health, wealth, and self. That's amazing. And I love that you are making the whole purpose of the network to uplift yourself because you're right. Like we can get so lost and I'm very guilty of it, of getting lost in putting on that persona of perfection for everyone mm -hmm. else. And then you're internally miserable, quite right. honestly. Right. So were you like kind of suffering from that lack of being able to lift yourself up and then that you when you started to learn to do that you decided that you wanted to build this network to help others well it really drives on the fact that i live with depression i've been living with depression for many many years since i was a teenager that i remember so over the years i've had to you know study and try different things that would help me to get through those moments of darkness because they come at different levels at different times. And it doesn't mean that something is going awry in your life. Sometimes you, it, you just have that feeling. And it took me a while, one, to admit to it and then to start addressing it. And so all those tools that I use, that was my desire to put into teaching other people. And that's how it came about because um, I feel like I had a lot of searching I had to do. I didn't have anyone to go to ask, how do I do this? It was just really trial and error, everything that I did. And I saw what worked best. And so it's more so like giving a safe space for someone to say, okay, she understands what I'm going through. I've, I'm, I'm, I just want someone to, to lift me up. And I didn't want it to be on a sorrowful 
platform, if that makes sense, let me just explain a little differently. Usually when I see groups or I see things about depression, obviously everything is about looking sad and it's draining and it's dreary and it's blah. Yes. But living with depression doesn't have to be that way. And I feel like this is a point for people to celebrate their wins. It doesn't always have to be the sad moment and to have a place where they can celebrate their wins and concentrate on that as opposed to sharing sob stories, like sharing their scars, you know, like, well, this is what I got when I went blah, blah, blah. And this is what I got, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to refocus your mind. And that's, that's what's super important for me is refocus, show gratification for the lessons learned, and then take the tools that I give you to use every day. It's a daily work to fight depression. This is not something that is a, a one-time thing, but it's nice when you have tools in your bucket when you start to recognize that you're going down that wormhole. And so when you don't have a support system, you at least have your bucket of tools or your box of tools, I should say, that you can tap into that can help you sustain you in the meantime. So that way you can make it through just that, that moment of darkness. And it, like I said, it comes in different stages. And as you get older, you know, I, I, my doctor said to me that it gets, harder as you get older. And I was just like, I don't understand how that will be. But now I'm starting to see that. And it's because as you get older, people start to be removed out of your life, whether it's because you guys are just in different places or by death or what have you. And so now maybe your why might've been like, oh, I want to stay around for mom, or I'm going to push for this. And then she's gone. You're like, well, what am I, you know, what is, what's my point then? You know, so it's really just about getting the tools and, and taking the tools that I learned and, and passing them on, you know, that whole pay it forward idea because, hey, I went through it and I'm winning. I'm still winning. Even on my moments of darkness, I'm winning daily. I don't suffer. I'm not suffering. I'm winning. And that's what I want you to change the dialogue. Like it's not about suffering. We are winning. Every day that we wake up and we try again, we are winning. I love that you just said that because ironically enough, I'll be very vulnerable for a moment, which this whole show is about anyways. So <laughs> I'm actually currently going through a depressive spell. So hearing you say just that one little thing of changing your mindset and saying like that you're still winning. Like that just kind of clicked in my head just now. Holy shit. That's a perspective. That's just so easy to say. And then mm -hmm. when you say it, you're like, dang, like, but I really am though. I didn't give up. Yeah. I didn't fall victim to suicide. I didn't, you know, stay in bed all day. Like I got up and I'm, doing this interview like I'm still doing life right. I'm still winning that's huge that that one little tool can just flip a switch almost in someone's yeah. head and mine in particular just now so I thank you for that actually you're welcome <laughs> um, you're welcome <laughs> so with your depression a question that kind of just went off in my head was when you're guiding someone or you're trying to help someone or you're getting ready to or you're just doing your work 
on this, you know, process and this network in general, but you're having a bad day in particular, how are you able to overcome that phase, that negative mindset to just keep going and just do what you've got to do and keep helping others, even though you may be struggling at that time too? So that goes into that whole idea again of being willing to do for others more than you're willing to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if I'm being held accountable to someone else, I'm going to show up. It's not easy for everyone to do that because I know some people are like, listen, I'm just going to call them like, I'm having a moment. That's it. I'm not going to be there, which is fine. If you need to take a moment, do take it and be okay with it. Like give yourself grace. Don't put any negative stigmatism on it. If you need that moment, take it. But for the most part, me helping someone else is what lifts my endorphins. This is what gets me motivated. This is what helps me come out of the darkness. And because I know that, it forces me to show up because I don't want to be in the darkness. And so it's this is a part of recognizing your movement, your triggers, knowing what is going to help get you to that next level. So say for instance, you know, I feel amazing when I'm working out. I know the the emotion that comes out of it, but a lot of times I don't want to go. I don't want to go work out. I want to be lazy. But because I know at this moment, because this is what happens with the fight. When you know that you're actively fighting and you're actively working at living with depression and winning over depression, that in itself is, is what is going to catapult you into saying, this really sucks, but I'm going to do it because I know what the end game is. If you keep that in mind and not stay stuck where you are and you think about where you're going, it changes everything because you know in order to get from point A to B, you're going to have to do something in the middle to get there. And so if I know that I have to, if someone, if I have a client or if I have an interview or something, and in order for me to do it, I know like I'm going to have to like do a woosah, breathe, say some affirmations, do meditation, or just wash my face. You know, something simple as washing your face, brushing your teeth, and you're like, all right, I got to show up. I got to do this. But it's a balance because sometimes energetically you're, you're pulling from someone else's energy if especially if they're not doing well sometimes you're you're pulling in that energy so you know you're about to get into something else it's really like saying to myself i know if i talk to joe joe has a tendency to push my buttons so i'm going to avoid that today because i'm not strong enough to handle those buttons if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if I said it <laughs> Basically just, <laughs> no, it does. Basically just being self-aware enough, I guess. Right. To know where you're at mentally and whether or not you have that mental space to take on right. someone else and their personality, emotions. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. But then sense. also knowing, okay, this is, this also comes into about learning yourself. Mm -hmm is knowing that you are not in that mental space or knowing the difference between not being in the mental space or making an excuse. Right, which is really hard sometimes to decipher because I struggle with that yes. all the time where I'll be 
kind of in that space, but I'll be more so just really anxious. And so I'll like have that excuse on deck ready to go just because I'm so Mm -hmm. used to like when I get to that little point, I'm like, okay, screw it. Like I'm just going to make the excuse and then like I'm home free instead of just pushing myself a little bit more and then doing the thing. And then I'm like, dang, like I feel way better after just doing that or showing up. So there is a difference. How are you able to tell that difference? Yeah. So it's that, that's a, again, a process. This is the process of learning yourself and learning to live consciously, learning to um, make definitive decisions. It really is about when you choose how you want to show up, there is no such thing as excuses. When you know that this is how I want to show up in the world, whether it's in your business or just in life in general, and you, you, you have to do the work, that whole premise of speaking to yourself, like I, I'm my own motivator in my head. Like I cheerlead in my head all the time. Like, come on, Nikki, get up. You could do it. Come on. No, I don't want to. Come on. You know, that whole <laughs> thing of the angel sitting on the shoulder. That's me every day. Okay. And you have to have them working and you have to decide who am I going to listen to today? Sometimes the other side wins and I'm like, that, that's it's a wrap. But again, I've learned also to give myself grace when that happens. But yeah, it's really just about learning yourself and knowing where you want to take this. So like, for instance, me now in the position that I'm in and where the stance that I'm taking, it's very difficult. I struggle with it every day. And especially as I get further into my practice, I become more empathetic. So I, I absorb a lot of energy, good and bad. So I do have to take a moment where I have to release. And with, you know, with the coronavirus like this, I don't have outlets anymore. Like not the same outlets that I had before. Mm-hmm. So I internalize a lot. I have to take different measures in order to find that release. So I do find myself a little bit more overwhelmed now than before, but I'm also becoming more vocal in what I'm doing now. So it was a catch 22, you know, it's like, I know other people need to hear this. It doesn't matter what you're going through, Nicole. You have to show up because you have a position to play. You know, you have something that you're supposed to do. You have something that needs to be heard. And this is like the best time to get people to start looking at life differently because they're listening. We have been stopped from our daily lives to kind of just take a moment to say, how do I want to show up once everything opens back up? What? How was my life before? People are realizing so many things about themselves during this pandemic because they're being forced to look in the mirror, finally. They're finally saying, who am I? What am I supposed to do? Who is this person I'm living with? Because you were always so much on the go. No one takes that moment to say, and observe. Am I in the place that I want to be? Am I with who I want to be with? Do they value me? Do I value them? Am I showing up for my family the way I want to show up or the, that I'm, I should be? And it's shifting. Everything is shifting, you know, and you see it and you see people tapping into the artistic natures, their creative selves, things that they weren't allowing themselves to do before because it was always about the hustle, 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 hustle. 
And they did not take that moment to just stop and observe and assess and shift. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, it is. That's definitely what happened to me this year. And I think a lot of people have been doing that. But I also think that some people struggle with doing that because mm -hmm. then they actually have to face kind of what they've been sliding under the rug for however many years. Yep. So I think, again, having these types of conversations and putting things out into the world and, like you said, just showing up, even if you're, like, still on the fence about whether you should or not is so important because, again, like you said, people are listening. And mm -hmm. I think that the more that we are open and honest about how we're feeling and how we can help others kind of navigate through, maybe the people that are still uncomfortable coming to terms with everything that they're dealing with will finally sit right. down and, and do the work because once they do that, they're unstoppable, number one. Absolutely. Number two, it's going to make such a difference in this world that we need so desperately. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I realize it really, you're, you're in control of your environment. You choose who you hang around, which also, so like the people you're around attract certain things to you. The things that you do attracts other things to you. So if they don't match, like your activities and people you're surrounding yourself don't match, then your life is going to, you know, it's going to look crazy. Mm -hmm. So if, if you want now, like you said, some people don't want to look in the mirror. They don't want to see that person that they've become, but it's something that needs to be done. Reflection needs to be done. It's like, it's starting with you. You're looking at the man in the mirror. Hey, you know, like you have to start there. That is how things are going to take you into a whole different realm of life and of living. And you're going to see things start popping up, opportunities, people that come into your life. You're going to just be like, what in the world? And then as you continue to do that, it just becomes, it comes quicker and quicker. You manifest things in your life. There is power in vision boards. People are like, oh, that's foo-foo. I don't believe in that. But what it does is it keeps your goals and the things that you want to accomplish in the forefront of your mind, as opposed to you have this idea and then it just kind of withers away or escapes. But to continually visualize, it doesn't mean that I'm going to think about a car while I'm sitting on the couch and it's going to come. Okay. It means that if I'm thinking about this car, you can mind map your way to the car. I know that the car costs blah, blah, blah. So what can I do to get me closer and closer to that point where I can grab that car? As opposed to, I'm going to visualize this car and I'm going to hope that it shows up on my doorstep because I'm visualizing it very hard and intently. I know it's going to pop in front of my house. Now, here's the thing. You got to be careful what you think because it might. But it not, might not be in the sense that you think it might be that car somebody drives erratically and they end up on your front step and you got the car, but not the way you want it. <laughs> I love that you made that very specific distinction between what a manifestation really is, the mind map, which is perfect, perfect way to like put a name on it. 
because I think honestly, like, I think when people hear manifestation, they think, oh, that's a bunch of juju, whatever, because they're like, oh, it's just going to what magically appear. No, like you just said, it's a mind map. So you visually lay it out for yourself and then you can, like you said, have it in the forefront of your mind and make a plan to, to get there. Yeah. It's just, and if you open your mouth about it, it, Mm -hmm. it makes it, it makes it real the universe works where you you bringing something out there right it's going to give you what you want or it gives you what you don't want is whatever you're speaking the most about you're bringing those vibes like it talks about in the science you know it, the whole idea of attraction and like law of we, attraction the, right that that happens but on a a cellular level and the more you're in tune with it the stronger it becomes so like i came here to Las Vegas, new from Europe, don't know anybody, COVID hits, still don't know anybody. (laughs) And what I did was I started putting myself in a place where I could interact with other people because I knew I was falling down a a hole. You know, I was was feeling like I'm in a new environment, even though I've lived in the States, but being gone so long and then coming back to the new version of the States, it was a lot because lifestyle in Europe is completely different. So coming back, I had a lot of anxiety and so being away from people was a plus, but at the same time, because I'm a social butterfly, I'm like, I need people. I need to be around like-minded people because all I see are my kids and my sister all day. They're not into what I do. And I'm like, I need to be around like-minded people. So I had this idea in my mind. I'm going to put together a brunch. I don't know anybody. Don't know where I could do a brunch. I don't know who would show up. I just said, oh, I'm going to do a brunch for other entrepreneurial women, right? So I put it out there. Then I started talking about it while I was in class. Another girl was like, oh, I know this place that maybe you could take a look at. This lady does a bunch of stuff. So I looked on the website, they were having an event. I went to the event, I networked the hell out of that event. And then one of the main people that were part of the event was like, oh, that's a cool idea right? Because I told her I wanted to do this brunch. Boom. Last, what, two weeks ago, we had the brunch. So it came into fruition only with, I think it was like two months later that it happened. It was just a matter of putting it out there, saying, hey, this is what I want. And it came about whether whether this person helped me do it or not, I knew it was going to come because that's what I wanted. But it wasn't because, again, I was sitting on my couch and I said, I want to do a brunch and it came to me. No, I actively sought out for it to happen. I went and I spoke to people that I knew could probably make it happen, you know, or knew someone else. And so it put me in the connection with so many other entrepreneurs in the area. And now I'm collaborating with some of them. So it just opened up a whole other wealth of opportunities when you open your mouth and you actively work at living your life without excuses the mind map it it was your plan of action and then you were the driving force that made it happen and then after you made it happen what came out of that was kind of like the universe's way of saying like you did the work here are the fruits of your labor all these doors have opened for you you did this congratulations almost but that's because that's (laughs) That's incredible. And people need to understand, you know, you have, like you said, you have to do the work. You can't just sit on your couch and wish things into existence. It's not, 
it's not how it works, unfortunately. Right. And understanding too, and this is something that I always have to like explain is understanding the different levels, being able to touch somebody's life on uh, what will be considered small scale, that in itself needs to be celebrated. Not everybody is an influencer and that's not what we should be striving for. We need to be the best at who we're supposed to be, the best at what we're doing. Touch your communities. It could be in the small sector. It could be your neighbor, but do your part without the guilt of feeling like you're not doing enough because you're not doing on a large scale. Because believe it or not, those small wins equal the bigger wins. The people who are doing it on a larger scale, they're not having the genuine conversations with the people that are around them because now it's like you're, you're, you don't have the time to address those individual people and to create true bonds and true relationships with people that you can create on a smaller scale. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think so many people get caught up with wanting that larger scale and that larger platform and helping a mass amount of people when, like you said, it's helping just a small group or one or two people and really being able to hit home with them Mm -hmm. that makes a bigger difference because then not only are they going to feel better about themselves and then now they have that they have this connection with you but now they can take what they've learned from you and they can spread that organically yes so let's talk about your podcast yay i think it's incredible that you've decided to kind of take your network and put it into a podcast form. So do you want to kind of explain why you started it and what it's all about? Okay. So another evolving entity of business. (laughs) Commit to Change is actually, it's not about me. Commit to Change is about other entrepreneurs. I basically wanted to give them a platform to share their voice and share their vision. And it's for those who may not normally be a guest on the podcast, or they may think that they're not big enough to appear on a podcast, or they're those people that I said are affecting on a smaller scale, but doing big things in the communities, again, that they would not think I'm going to be on a podcast. So that gives them content that they can share to help and build and grow their own businesses. It also kind of ups their game, I guess you would say like a little bit more to be like, wow, someone values me enough that I can share this. You know, I have more value that I'm putting out there. And then two, when you're talking out how it is that you're showing up, it empowers what you're doing. It's almost like the proof in the pudding. Here it is. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm showing up. Commit to Change was a movement that I started November 11th, 2012. What it was supposed to be was about fitness. It was about people who went from that whole A to B or A to Z in their life. They made a commitment to change their life, to live a healthy lifestyle. So I had a five-hour fitness class, yes, of Zumba. That was the kickoff. And I taught Zumba and I taught a program that I created, which was called Giao. That was basically get your ass up. That's what it stands for. It was a mix between Zumba and Sanity. That's intense. Was, yeah. 
so it started there. Then the following year, I did a banquet and I had other fitness trainers that spoke. In the midst of that, I had went back to school to learn nutrition. And while I was there, they had a film certificate program that I joined because my real roots are I'm, I'm a performer. I'm a professional actress, singer, dancer, the whole shebang. That's my roots. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. I've like been on TV, the whole shebang. So that's my roots. So of course I was like, yeah, I'm going to do film. Hello. Makes sense. So I took the classes and part of the class was I, one of the classes I had to create a web series. So I was doing a documentary class and I was doing a web series class. So I decided to create a mini documentary series called Commit to Change. And so what I did was I went into people's lives who made those decisions. So I had one person who did fitness. I had one person who, who couldn't get higher in the corporate world because it was always like, oh, you don't have enough degrees or you don't have enough experience. And she got tired of it. So she opened up a, a pole dance studio. She was doing that as a, as a hobby and she opened a, a dance studio. And then I had another person, he's also an actor and he does um, like entertainment and he does a lot of stuff. So anyway, the, there was a different stories, but what was really cool with the pole dance person is she took my video and she used that on her website. I mean, it, it was like ridiculous how much views that video made which excelled her from, and I'm not saying the video excelled her, but she <laughs> kept moving forward where now she not only owns the one dance studio, but she's opened up two more in New York since then. So it's like, wow, like just to see this change and to see the shift and see how the growth, how like you could start from, you know, what you may consider small and you just explode. And so again, it's the same thing, it's giving hope to other people who can watch her story. Like when I was in school, I ended up not finishing because I met my husband and then I moved to Europe. So that's how that happened. So I said, well, how can I continue doing this? And I thought to do the local stores out there, but one is the language. And then two, the way that they do things are very different. I would have had to approach it differently. And I just never got to that point. So I said, okay, how can I still touch people? How can I still keep the commit to change movement going? And that's how I was like, duh, online podcast. I could do interviews still without it having to be live. I won't, you know, I won't have the visual pictures because I love the fact that they let me into their world and I can talk because I would talk to family members. I'll talk to friends. So I said, but that's okay. I'll just, we'll just tell a story. Let's get some questions and tell their story that way so I can still keep it going. So that's what it's evolved into now. And now it's more entrepreneurs as opposed to just, you know, regular people, but people who took that desire for change in their own lives and have expanded now to like, to be an, an inspiration to others and then continually changing their community. So I know that was a love story. <laughs> no, I love it. I love how you, it like came back full circle, you know, cause you started out talking about how you lived in Europe and then we like, now we understand why and how you bring these people on and learn about their life and share their stories and help them grow. Phenomenal. Like, honestly, I love it. I just think the work that you're doing is incredible. It's like, well, this is what we need to see in the world. It's so refreshing 
to see people like you being open and honest and just so organic about wanting to help other people. It's just so, it's unfortunately, I feel like it's so rarely, you know, shown in our society or not often enough. The thing is like, even maybe they're out there. You just don't right. hear of them or see them because exactly. like, even for me, I kind of chill in the cut and so many people can say, um, we need you to be out more. We need you to speak more, show your face more. And I'm just like, but that's, that's not really the point. I just like, I want to be able to touch and do more for other people and use a platform of even being a performer to change lives. Not just about like, it's about me, 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 me. Oh, Although yeah, I no. do the self lift network, but even though it's about me, it's not about me, you know, that type of mentality, because mm -hmm. as I get better, I'm going to be able to uplift you be better. What is the one thing that you've learned like the main thing that's really impacted you throughout your journey of starting the self-lift network and fighting your depression and working on that and starting the commit to change podcast and helping others like that you can express to the listeners if they're struggling or if they want to start something and you know on their journey How, what can you what advice can you give to them the three important things that I talk about or that are important is one, living your truth, finding out if the life that you've been living has been the truth that someone else has told you of who you're supposed to be, or if it's truly coming from you. And that takes work. You're not going to do that overnight, but it's really that come to, as it's come to Jesus moment, you know, that reflection that I was talking about earlier is important because that's about learning who am I? Who am I looking at in this mirror? Who is this person supposed to be? What do they bring to the table to the people that they're around or they're surrounding? Who am I? Really answering who am I and living your truth in that. Second thing, living consciously. We are so easily, especially now with social media, we are so easily guided by the news, by what we see on Facebook or Instagram, what is shared with us, instead of actively doing our own research or actively saying again, how do I want to show up? All these are conscious decisions. If you say to me, I want to lose 20 pounds in such and such days. That means every day you need to consciously decide I'm going to plan my meals out or I'm going to have only things in my refrigerator that if I decide I want to snack, I'm going to snack on the healthy things, the things that are going to change my life. Your actions need to reflect your words, right? So that's living consciously. If you consciously say, I want to be nicer. I want to be a better person. Now you're going to start looking at, well, what happens when I become this nasty part of me that I don't like? What is taking place? Oh, okay. That trigger, that gets me this, blah, blah, blah. So now you know to recognize I'm about to turn into this person I don't want to be. I need to step back. 
this goes back to what I said, controlling each segment of your life. Concentrate on the things that you can control. And part of that is you. So living consciously, making conscious decisions every day, not doing by habit. Same thing like even with eating. We have the TV on. A lot of times we want a snack. Why? Because back in the day, we always went to the movies. You automatically go popcorn because you smell it. It You know, those senses start going. Take the time to say, do I need this? popcorn do i need this right or even enjoying your food how many times do we grab our food we eat we don't think anything of it because guess what we're watching a movie on our phone you know or we're doing something else we're multitasking but we don't truly enjoy what is on our plate so it's very easy for us to either overeat eat the wrong things or not even notice what effects this particular food is having on our body and on our mind because there are certain foods that affect you mentally which affects your depression if you're dealing with depression it affects you it causes you to feel sad to to be sluggish to have that cloudy mind but you won't realize that because you're eating out of habit and you're not really taking the time to recognize the tastes that are coming into your mouth, the what what comes from those things and knowing what is actually affecting. So everything is all about living consciously. The third thing, which is the biggest, biggest thing is grace. Giving yourself grace. We are so hard on ourselves for no reason. Like we stress ourselves out and it's coming from us. You don't have to give yourself grace, forgive yourself for things that you may think, oh, I made the wrong decision. No, one of the biggest places is in relationships. When you're like, oh, so stupid. I can't believe I trusted that person, blah, 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 blah. No, stop it, let it go. Understand that when you're saying that, you're coming from a different place of knowledge. When you began a relationship, whether it was a friendship or with a mate, you you came into that relationship with a certain mindset, with certain lessons that caused you to make the decisions that you made at the time that you made them. So they were correct. You went according to where you were at at that time. Now, later on, when things change, remember, you had little life lessons all through that. So you've become more aware of things that you wouldn't have known if you hadn't have gone through those experiences, right? So when you start going back and you're like, damn, I can't, he did, oh, I can't. Oh. That's because you were reading the book of your relationship. You became engaged. You learned more about what the storyline, you learned more about the characters in the book. Right. So you have a little bit more knowledge about what's happening. So, of course, to you, it's not going to make sense um, why you made that decision at the time. But you have to remember where you were at. This was you were in a different mindset. We learn and we grow every day. We're not the same person we were yesterday, whether you think so or not. Maybe physically you might look that person, but you're not the same person. Because you had different experiences, you went through, even molecularly, you're not, and cellularly, you're not the same person. Because we're constantly changing. Everything is changing. 
So you have to give yourself grace, the decisions you've made in the past, because those are decisions you've made based on the knowledge you had at that moment. You are a new person, you have new knowledge. Now you have to just say, okay, what did I learn from that? Don't look at the negative. What did I learn? What did I learn from having this person as my best friend? What did I learn? And now you also know to recognize certain traits that you're like, "Mm -mm, I won't be dealing with that again because I saw how that person was. I know I don't like that type of personality around me or what have you. And then you can make, again, conscious decisions. That guide is a full circle, but you have to give yourself grace for things that have happened. Things that you have no control over that may have happened to you while you were growing up. You have to forgive yourself for that because in your mind, you're like, oh, I should have did this differently. I should have, no. Unfortunately, people make decisions in life that affect you. The decision that you have to make is how you're going to allow what happened affect you and how you're going to move forward with those things. Are you going to continue to be the victim of what happened and allow whatever decision that other person made continually affect you over and over again? Are you going to say, I'm stopping right now. It happened. Now I have to move from what happened to who I want to be today and tomorrow. And how can I teach other people to get through those type of events? You can't sit in your past. You can't look back if you want to move forward. It just doesn't work. But just give yourself grace because I feel like it just relieves so much pressure off yourself and the stress off yourself. And this goes again, again, it circles back to living your truth. When you're not giving yourself grace, a lot of times it's because you feel like you owe it to somebody else that you're not living up to the standards that they have set for you. And that's incorrect. So if you're living in your truth, you can say, you know what, this will happen. This word I am right now. And I'm going to say, I forgive myself and I'm going to move forward. It happened. There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm going to live in the truth of who I am. Speaking straight to my soul right now. And I'm sure the listeners are going to be like resonating with this on a whole other level. That was, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your knowledge and encouraging us to grow and show grace and just overall wholeheartedly just help one another to wrap things up where can people find you on social media if they'd like to follow along with your story and your podcast do you want to share your handles absolutely so i just say anybody who's coming to me right now please be patient because I'm in transition because I was doing this on a, just a, I want to help people part-time, you know, it was not, not, I help people every day, but I mean, when I, as far as showing up. And so now I've made a decision this year again, because I want to live my truth is to make this a full-time thing. So that's what I've been actively doing. So I say give grace because there's everything's evolving. So now with that, um, if you want to find me on Instagram at the moment, I, it is under Miss Nikki Fitness. And let me explain so you understand what the spelling of it. It is M-S-N-I-C-K-Y. What that means is M is for motivation. S is for strength and support. N is for nutrition. I is for inspiration. C is for community and commitment. K is for knowledge. And Y is for you because without you, there is no me. So Miss Nikki Fitness, 
you want to find my podcast, it is Commit the Number Two Change Podcast on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can also go to my website, which is also being evolved because I'm working so I can help you guys the best I can. Yes. <laughs> is at um selflift network.com. And if you forget, you're like self something say is instead of it being it's time for a selfie, it's time for a self lift. And we're building a network of people who want to master the art of living by finding balance between health, wealth, and self. Hey! <laughs> I love it. Uh, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the Wondering Mind podcast. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wondering Mind. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Wondering Mind podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments and leaving us a review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Wondering Mind podcast and on Twitter at TWM podcast.